Welcome to Safety Third, and uh, today's episode we have an exciting topic um, and uh, a very special guest. So the title of our topic today is You Are What You Watch, Um, talking about media, the effect of media on the mind. And joining us today is uh, none other than my brother, Scott Meyer, with Little Light Studios. Um, And he has an incredible whole ministry of his own, talking about the effect of media on the brain. But uh, he's really an expert in the field when it comes to um, understanding um, just how powerful media can be, uh, influencing our thoughts and our feelings and our emotions and even down to our character. So I'm excited to have Scott with us today. Uh, and Scott, how about you just tell us a little bit about your background? I, uh, I work in media, specifically video ministry. Um, I kind of was classically trained in college to um, work in media productions, ended up spending 10 years in Hollywood and uh, kind of lost my way spiritually. And God sent the right people at the right time, pulled me out of that whole mess and brought me into um, working in video ministry and creating documentaries on various different subjects. and. Um, Right now, we we, we kind of really have a passion for the youth of our church, and so we're, we're aiming most of our content at the teenage to college age range, and um, we've, been, uh, we've been at it for about 12 years now. Wow. So a lot of experience in the media realm, um, and even looking at like how media affects our, our brains. Yeah, you know, one of the first few projects, I guess, that we started working on when... when um, my older brother Tom and I uh, ended up leaving our jobs in Hollywood and entering into the ministry world. Um, we we worked on a project that that actually traveled around and um, looked at what the actual effect was um, neurologically on our brains from all this media and how it impacts our lives and specifically kind of looking at the advertising industry. They obviously know how the brain works and they use different tricks and psychology to sell you their products. So. Once we kind of understood the mechanism of how it works, then we could understand, you know, how how it was easy to to um, plant spiritual ideas into people's minds that that could potentially be opposite than the Bible. And so we kind of started looking at, at what does the Bible say and what exactly are these pieces of media teaching us? And that was kind of the first first uh, few projects that we worked on. Now, I remember actually because um, you guys recruited me, your younger brother, to, to help with one of these documentaries that you were filming. And I believe it was for the documentary you guys have called Pseudology. Um, yep. And so we were there in Southern California and we had the opportunity, opportunity to interview. Um, he's a brain scientist. He's actually a neuroeconomist. E- I had to look this up. Neuroeconomist, to be exact. Um, and his name is Paul Zak. And he had some interesting research on the effects of oxytocin and advertising specifically. Um, and I, I just distinctly remember in that conversation, I think it was kind of off camera, some of the things that we were talking about. Um, and, and you gotta remember this guy in his position, he's not at all from a biblical position yet on his bookshelf, like um, The God Delusion by Charles Dawkins. Um, but he said something that I'll never forget. He said, you are what you watch. Mm. Meaning that by beholding, you become changed. Now, this is a concept that I don't think is foreign to especially many Christians, but you are what you watch. Um, and then he even he even qualified that further by saying the brain really can't differentiate 
between reality and what they what we view on television, whether that be you know media, whether that be um, movies. I mean, you name it. So it was really interesting, like that whole That's conversation right. with him.、Um, you know, you watch a murder take place on television. You may intellectually know that that's not true, but your brain can't tell the difference, and so it logs it as a real event in your mind. Yeah, we when we actually were looking into the mechanics of how the brain works, we came across some research that had been done on mirror neurons. They're neurons that are inside of our brains that are associated with learning. Um, when we observe somebody doing something, our brains actually fire as if we're doing it, that action ourselves, and um, um, that was really kind of an eye opener to us because that really put in the forefront of our of our you know Christian faith. Like, wow, if you are observing all sorts of sinful acts, even though you yourself are not going through those things, you know, are you actually engaging in those in those、um, activities neurologically? And that's actually exactly what we found. And so, you know, just going along with what kind of Dr. Paul Zak said,、um, that 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 is so true. I mean. What you watch, I mean, it just you're building up this、uh, this whole worldview inside of your mind, and and you know your mind actually、um, that that forms your reality, really, and and that's why we see it playing out in sort of the media. They use celebrities all the time to, you know, promote certain types of messages, and and、um, it's very effective because that's what will build a reality in someone's mind. Wow, I mean, you're talking about just a, a power level that's unprecedented, really. Uh, even in previous years, so you know when you look at media today, it, it seems to me, as I look across the span, it doesn't matter what your what genre you're dealing with, whether it be television or movies or、uh, even just the news outlets,、um, it seems to be that media is pushing much darker narratives today. Yeah, you can, I mean, easily tell if you just observe the the, the media from maybe say, let's say the 1960s or 1970s. I mean. You know, it, 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 there there was some pretty far out ideas, but it wasn't like what we see today. We see so much more darker content.、Um, you know, the acts of violence that are just so much more graphically laid out,、um, and the storylines just being these really twisted psychological dramas. I mean, these these are things that we see in our day and age today. That if you just kind of go back a few decades, you you didn't really see that back then. So、um, yeah, you can definitely kind of just take a step back and see where we're, we're getting into sort of worse and worse of a place in in the type of media that we're watching. You know, it's, it's amazing because I did a little research before we did this coming together on this podcast, and I found an article that said specifically titled that said, "Why is our entertainment getting darker?" And it, and it wasn't even from a Christian perspective; it was just actually from a、uh, an outlet that reports on on entertainment in general, and it was a opinion. Edition、uh, that somebody had written that was just asking the question, "Why is our media getting darker?" And they looked across the board and they saw exactly what you're describing. Every genre doesn't matter whether it's action or drama, even even romance, even horror, even comic movies that are very popular now, even TV series.、Um, all of them seem to be tr- trending in this very dark direction. I mean, like one of the recent comic movies I, I haven't seen this, but it, they mentioned it in the article, "Man of Steel," about Superman. That in this particular movie, Superman actually murders someone, and it's like, oh my goodness! Like, I thought Superman was the good guy. Yeah,、um, you know, and- you know, it's very interesting just just observing actual Superman. 
you know, when he first came on the scene way back when, he had a very bright outfit. His his colors were blue and red, and and um, you know, it was very kind of Technicolor looking.、Um, and when when you look at the the Superman that they've just remade, it's it's every single decade, and every time they keep remaking Superman, his outfit get, actually has been getting progressively darker. And in fact, the the newer Supermans,、um, we've seen screenshots of the sets and stuff. His outfit's actually black. And it's kind of interesting, just in, in in a simple thing like observing just that his outfit,、um, we see that darker thing coming through as well. Wow! And you may mention this too, you know, that with the psychological twisting of narratives, and you see this especially in TV genres. So,、um, you know,、uh, popular genres like Breaking Bad, which I haven't watched that that series at all, but it's it's this teacher that falls on hard times and basically. The whole premise is that he turns to like cooking methamphetamine in order to like get money so that he can pay for one of his family members that has cancer, and、um, you know it's kind of like this 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 switching you know good for evil, evil for good, and it's just it, it's appalling. I mean to think that you know these are what we're putting before you know our children and society at large, and really starting to to muddy the lines between what is considered to be right and what is considered to be. You know, wrong. Right now, you know, for anybody that doesn't kind of you know buy into the whole idea of oh, it's just entertainment. You know, it's just, you know, I'm not affected by it. It doesn't want doesn't. It's not going to have an impact on my daily life.、Um, I mean, you can you can simply observe the advertising industry. I mean, just 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 look at why why would they pay millions and millions of dollars for 30 seconds worth of commercial time during the Super Bowl. I mean, they do that because they know that <clears throat> that's going to have a profound effect upon society.、Mm. And yeah, you know, it's like all this crazy material that is that that you know is is topping the charts. And and you know, there's a lot of times these terrible stories, Breaking Bad, Bad being an example of that. I mean, there's there's all kinds of of immoral things in there, but it's almost like they're trying to find some justification for why he did what he did. Right. And. You know, it's it's like planting that seed, you know, in people's minds. Well, there is a time that you you can break break away from what you deem is is okay by society just because it has a nobler ending, you know. And it's like, you know, we see the world just getting more and more evil. So so it's interesting because it, we end up making heroes out of villains and villains out of heroes.、Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the Bible actually very is very clear with this. Isaiah five twenty, it, it actually says, "It says, 'Woe unto them that call evil good, and good evil; that put darkness、mm-hmm. for light, and light for darkness; that put bitter for sweet, and sweet for bitter.'" So, you know, God already warned us. He was like, you know, when you start to confuse these storylines and you start to call something that's good evil and something that's evil good, it causes absolute, you know, destruction in many ways. Right. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of these people that are in control of Of you know these stories and these these things that are being pumped out into the world,、um, you know if you really kind of dig, just you, you actually really don't even have to dig very far, you can see that they 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 just have nothing to do with God or righteousness or you know they're not they're not putting this content out because they want to lead people closer to、um, you know the kingdom of heaven. And so we know we're engaged in a war, and we know that that you know there's forces that are that are all you know working behind the scenes, and you know a lot of times these people they have no idea that they're even working for the enemy, 
and um, the enemy of souls is suggesting things to them and they're putting them down. I mean, this is apparent in things like the Twilight series, you know, she, she, the lady that wrote that, she got it from a dream, the Harry Potter series, she got it from a dream. You know, there's so many different movies where, where these artists, you know, say, oh, I had this really great idea for this production. But yet, when you really sit down and you think about it, it's like they got suggested those thoughts. And that's why you see so many of these Christian parallels, but they're they're flipping the ideas upside down on their head. Like you said, they're making the evil look good and the good look evil. And and we do this all the time. I mean, the the um, the Minion series, uh, the Despicable Me series. I mean, these are a bunch of little evil little minions. Part of the storyline is they're trying to find the most evil character that they can find to follow, and they keep killing them. So they go through history. They kill Napoleon. They kill the Egyptians. They kill Dracula. They kill all these people that are supposedly the world's worst, most evil villains. And then they become incredibly depressed until they stumble across this one character, Gru, that um, that is a is a you know a thief. That's what he is. But yet they flip it in this funny style it's this cute cartoon you know and and what what but the message is really putting out is you know hey he's a villain and he's this funny guy but he's he's re- he's really good at heart mm. even though he's doing these evil things mm. Mm. you know it's you know, in that same article that i mentioned earlier you know the the author says that of course these narratives make for compelling stories and, and then they're almost hopeful. They're saying, we, you know, we know we're headed in a dark direction, but maybe in the next decade, we'll see a shift in the other direction. Like maybe we won't, mm-hmm. maybe we won't see such dark stories. We're actually going to shift back to something, um, you know, lighter. Uh, wh- what do you think? Do you think we'll ever shift back? You know, uh, just looking at it from a biblical perspective, the Bible says that, you know, the end of the world will be as in, as if the, as in the days of Noah. I mean, that, that actually came from Jesus' mouth himself. And we know that every thought that was coming out of the, of the minds of men during the time of Noah's day was evil continually. So I think that, you know, as, as we all would like to hope for the greater good, that's not actually what the Bible teaches. The Bible says that it will continue to get worse and worse and worse. Um, but we'll see a stark contrast. Um, I, the Bible also tells that the wheat and the tares grow up together and that there will be a follower of, of, of God, followers of God, that literally you could not, you know, get them to, to follow in unholy ways and things. Um, so we know that there's going to be this stark contrast between the followers of Christ and the, the, the way that the world is, is putting out there. So um, there is some hope there, but as in, as in thinking that it's all going to turn around and that all of a sudden society is going to start, you know, having, you know, real positive things. I, I, I'm super doubtful of that. Um, and, you know, what scares me even more is when we start glorifying the villains and saying that they have some you know ultimate good inside of their hearts and society's just you know ma- created them to be the villain but they're really these good people that's 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 just a sympathy for the devil message to me and you know that's what the devil's trying to do is he's going to come out on the scene one day and say hey everybody misunderstands me and uh you know really you know try to put himself out there as the savior of the world wow. so so it's it's undeniable that we live in unprecedented times and our media betrays this fact um you know and and i want to speak a little bit to you know what we're talking about this very real effect that happens in the mind as we behold these things it actually has a very real effect dr paul zach 
you know, has done a lot of research on this showing that there's a very chemical um, reaction that takes place in the brain, of course, with oxytocin and other things. But, um, you know, one of the more pertinent movies that, you know, I was looking through, especially related to today where we are, was this 2011 movie called Contagion. And it was all about, it was like with Matt Damon and Gwyneth Paltrow and a bunch of really big names. Um, and uh, they had this whole storyline of like the world being swept with hemorrhagic fever, I think was the, the actual agent of, of the, causing the mass pandemic. But um, the tagline of that movie is nothing spreads like fear. Um, and mm. I just thought that was so fascinating because we're actually literally watching this very same narrative play out right now, um, you know, across the world is that really it's not even necessarily the virus that's causing so much, you know, havoc right now in terms of like no numbers and how, how this compares to even other, you know, seasonal flu and, you know, you name that. But, but what's actually causing the most damage right now is fear. Um, and so there's this mass panic across the globe and shutting down countries, shutting, shutting down economies um, and causing just widespread, you know, pandemonium. And it's just it's interesting that could could media actually have such a, a negative, real effect on, on our everyday reality? I, I, I totally believe so. You know, it's interesting that these kind of movies, it always seems like the movies foreshadow something that's really going to happen. To me, that's 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 really just the devil you know putting an idea out there into the world seeing how people are going to react to it and it's almost like the media is kind of his testing ground you know are people ready for this kind of a thing mm. um you know i find it too too odd that there is just so many of these parallels and and it plays out often just like they they portray it to and um you know like if you saw in the news um you know uh, bill gates he did all kinds of TED talks about the coronavirus years before they actually came out. In fact, last year he he'd done a whole TED talk that that talked about how the world was was responding to it, and um, and it's played out exactly like he said, you know. And so it's like it's very interesting. Like that could be completely coincidence, or are they actually using this media to fuel a, a certain type of narrative? And yeah, I mean, if you think about it, it is our way of communicating. We we don't really know what's going on. I mean, I don't live near Washington, D.C., and I don't really live, you know, near some of these hot spots of of where this uh, coronavirus is really supposedly taking place in New York or in, you know, certain parts of California. And so it's like I'm limited to only getting my information from what what they tell me you know and you can see a stark contrast between what the mainstream media is is saying is is going on right now and and also what you actually see people walking around with their cell phones going hey it doesn't look like what you're actually portraying it to look like so um yeah it's really an interesting day and age right now and and the media i think has done a really poor service to humanity in fueling this this whole narrative making people scared mm. you know um there was an article on um, one particular website here entertainism um and and the title of the article is the negative influences on of media on society you never thought about um and, and i think from day to day we don't really think about these things like how it affects us um especially if we're consumed in it and um they listed a whole bullet point list of, of things and they actually gave a paragraph explanation underneath each one of these topics but just to show you the list these are the things that, that they uh does to us whether we realize it or not the first on the list is blind imitation 
Um, the next one is wrong message or an intent to spread a message that ends up becoming a bombardment of the bad and the ugly, where the bad is overinflated and the good goes unnoticed. Um, the next one is negativity, unhealthy lifestyle, information overload, media addiction, self-hatred, uh, health problems, uh, and a, a changed outlook just in general. Uh, fact versus fantasy confusion, like you can't tell the difference between fact and fantasy. Um, right and wrong dilemma, where it's hard to distinguish, like how do we critically judge the reality of reality shows and the truth behind true stories? Like we don't think we actually believe, we don't judge, but we get influenced. And that's how impactive media is. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely say, you know, you think of all of these, you could just, you know, listen to this list of things that you you put out here you know self-hatred or you know just fact versus confusion i mean all these things i mean you everyone's seen tons of movies or productions with these elements in there and so you know you throw that into a big pot and mix it around it's like how, how do you begin to distinguish what's reality and what's not reality i mean you know you're you're seeing these things with your eyes your brain is having a hard time distinguishing between them and, and that's where I think, you know, you, you, you've got to really, you, you got to take a step back and say, what is truth? Where do I get truth from? How do I understand this world that's around me? And I believe a lot of that truth just is from the Bible. The Bible can give you the proper perspective of your healthy lifestyle. It can give you the proper perspective of, of where yourself fits into this whole thing, you know, and, or your health or your, um, you know, how you should view uh you know foreigners and you know other people or your brothers or your neighbors or anything like that i mean it can give you those proper perspectives so that when you see the wrong picture of that in the media you can go no i have a context of this and i know understand mm. what this is and i and i really honestly believe that you know i was a big movie addict growing up um you know i loved it didn't matter what the rating was i watched whatever and um and and you know, obviously wanting to go into that business and make those things for a living, I, I consumed an incredible amount of terrible media. And and when I really started building my relationship back with God, really standing on the word of God and, and you know, like reading my Bible and then watching this media that I was watching, it just did, it wasn't the same. It didn't line up. And so I, it was it was really an interesting thing that happened in my own life. I just began to like the things of this world that I was interested in started to grow strangely dim. And, um, you know, I, I found myself less and less being enticed by these fictitious fake stories. And I really kind of like fell in love with wanting to be a truth seeker. Mm. And and that really changed my media habits. And 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 so, you know, anybody that's listening to this, you know, those things can kind of really, um, you, you know, they can really put fear inside of you if you kind of like are always watching how the world is putting out, you know, end of the world doom scenarios. But if you kind of read what the Bible says about the end of the world, it can give you a sense of hope. You know what I mean? It's like a different mm. perspective. Mm, that's so powerful. I appreciate, you know, sharing personally, like how this has affected you and your walk, because um, I, that's probably one of the, you know, in conclusion, just even talking about this, um, you know, my thought was kind of like the one thing that we could leave listeners with is, is probably the admonition to just turn it off, like turn off the TV, you know, like turn off, turn off the right. media, you know, like if, if you really want a healthy balance in your life, we could do without a lot of the narratives that are coming through. 
um, with the with the media, but you have to replace it, and that's what you were saying there as well. Is that it's not just an unplugging, but an actual plugging into the right outlet, um, you know, for media. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that 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 gives you a a a reason to understand the world mm-hmm. around you. You know, I mean, when when you see these these disasters happen, I mean, it, it can be a fearful thing. I mean, imagine economies are being crushed right now; people are losing their jobs. I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of change that's going to come out of the fallout of what's happening in our world right now. But if you don't have that greater perspective mm. of that, if you don't have that kind of understanding of well, well, why is it getting pushed in this way, or why is it playing out the way that it is, or um, you know, I could I could understand that fear. But I, but I also understand, you know, like when you when you really kind of dive into a relationship with God, this shouldn't be surprising to us. We know that this is coming about, and so it kind of changes your shift of your focus, you know, and 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 saying, wow, you know, like I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I've got all this other time to to spend on perhaps like witnessing to people. So those those kind of you know, shifts in what what you do with your time, I think, is also a, a great thing that comes out of this. Turning the media off, you'll you'll find that you've you've got a lot more time on your hands to do other things. Mm, that, that's such a great point. You know, the gift of time. In fact, I think that's maybe one of the greatest gifts that's come out of this entire disaster, worldwide disaster of you know COVID nineteen, um, has been the gift of time. Like all of a sudden, everybody's had to slow down. We've had to, you know, shave off things that we once thought maybe were essential, um, and we've all been given the same gift, actually, across the board, and that's the gift of time. Um, how do we spend that time? How do we use that time wisely? Um, not only growing closer to God, but even serving fellow man, because there's a lot of people out there that, like you said, I mean, they're facing incredible challenges, and and what an opportunity to go and encourage someone else with truth. Um, that will give them a firm foundation for any crisis that they may face, mm-hmm. um, and that's and that's just I mean that's that's the hopeful narrative that I want to be a part of, um, and that's what's so awesome about God is that He invites us to be a part of a living narrative. It's not just something that we watch in the media and that we're passively absorbing. He actually invites us to participate actively in a living narrative where we can be. Um, the light in a dark place, you know, a lamp that cannot be hid, uh, a city on a hill. I mean, these are the things that God desires for, for people to to come out of that darkness, but to not just come out of that darkness, but to actually shine light uh, into that darkness for people to to turn away, you know, from these things that are just dragging us down. So That's super right. encouraging. You know, it's interesting. I, I got my opportunity to um, come and work with a, a couple of your guys on your Gideon rescue team during a natural natural disaster that happened uh, about a couple weeks ago. And, um, you know, as you're walking around in the middle of a, of a ground zero of a natural disaster, people don't don't care about their TV. (laughs) People don't care about their, their car in the, in the driveway. People don't care about anything else. Everybody starts coming out and, and, and saying, the only thing I care about is, is my family okay? Is everyone mm. around me okay? Is my neighbors okay? Mm. And, and that, that kind of like 
realization really made me think, do we have this kind of perspective? I mean, you know, often when you when you watch the media, it's like they kind of pin you us against them. And and, you know, it's like they, you don't walk away a lot of times with a with a with a strong sense of, you know, we are we are all humans fighting in this war um, for our salvation and for our souls. And, you know, does does everybody understand what's really going on? And I think that, um, um, you know, that 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 I think is is something that you 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 can waste a lot of your your precious hours and time just getting involved in the media. And it, and it just gives you this, you know, other perspective. So uh, that was that was just something that I that I observed when I was um, helping out with your your disaster like a couple of weeks ago. Mm. It's just a really neat opportunity for me. And I just kind of walked away from it going, mm. man, what really matters is is life, you know, right. Right. And I'm glad you shared that because that that's that that's the gold mine that we've discovered in service to others is that in the darkest moments of time, when people are looking for something to hang on to, uh, we want to point them to a foundation that will get them through not just the current disaster they're in. But I mean, this world is is headed towards some very dark times. And, uh, you know, we, we want to be honest with people and say, look, you know, just like Jesus, he gave the, that parallel, you know, it's like, that the two men that build the house, you know, one of them builds on the sand and one of them builds on the rock and they both are going to go through a storm, but only one house is going to come out of that storm unscathed. And, and that is the house that's built on the rock. Um, and so we know those stories and, and that's the hope that we aim to share with people is that, you know, build your foundation now while there is time before that overwhelming storm breaks across the entire globe and, and you really get to see, um, you know, what people have made their foundation. Um, and, you know, it just, I mean, crisis is not formed. I mean, character is not formed in the crisis. It's revealed in the crisis. And so if these narratives are, are all about character development, which is really what they are. Like if you look at all these narratives in the movies, the media, the TV, um, they're all about like we're watching characters and we're watching how those characters react to crisis moments. And so if, if all we see is poor decisions and evil decisions and dark decisions, then how does that affect our character to make decisions in very real moments of crisis that we surely will face? Um, and so this is why it's so powerful and so important to understand this topic because you know, we want people to make the right decisions. To, to, like you said, like when the disaster strikes, they're not asking, you know, these questions of self-preservation. They're asking, how is my family? How are my neighbors? How can I help? How can I give and give again, you know, to help somebody else? How can I even maybe lay my life on the line so somebody else may live, even though I may not? Um, you know, that that right there is is so much more powerful than anything we see in the media. Um, so, yeah. It's uh, it's amazing. But, uh, you know, cl- in just in closing, maybe just a thought leaving with, with a scriptural thought. You know, 1 Timothy 3, 1, 5 through 7 says this, that we know also that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. And then here's the admonition that the Bible gives us. From such, from these characters, from these narratives, turn away. 
right? And you can just see, you know, like all those that the list of things that the Bible portrays right here. I mean, this is like the very basis of pretty much every movie. <laughs> right. You know, it's like you can pretty much see all the popular movies have a lot of these elements in them. And 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 yeah, like you said, turn away from those such things, turn away. And 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 that means often a lot of times turn it off, unplug, go do something more profitable with your time. I don't think anybody is going to get to the end of their life. In fact, on their dying bed, I I have never heard anyone say I'm so glad I watched six seasons of Breaking Bad. You know, <laughs> right, it's like right. they they they're literally like, you know, what did I do with my time? Why didn't I why didn't I use my time more wisely? And so, you know, just on that simple fact alone, I think is 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 a great call for us to, you know, just 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 steer away from this just evil nonsense in the media and 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 really focus on things that are pure and holy. I mean, that's why I love Philippians 4:8, right? It's just the 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 basis of all like you know whatever's pure whatever's true whatever's holy whatever's lovely i mean focus on those things and mm. and you know as the world around us comes crumbling down um you know i i believe it would do us well to to focus on those things and give people a sense of hope mm. amen amen well scott this has been such a blessing and uh, i'm so thankful that you're able to join us on this episode today and uh, we hope our listeners were equally uh, blessed and excited as they consider um, maybe a different perspective when it comes to media um, and just how potent, how powerful this is because in the in the end we really are what we watch um, so mm-hmm. um, thank you Scott we appreciate your time You're welcome. and uh, until next time we'll, uh, we'll catch you guys on Safety Third awesome, thanks Brock